make it there and can make it back. Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Travel and Shit, where I, your host, T. Carrie, that's me, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. And like I said a few weeks ago, I was working on some shit. And I have a guest. Finally, you don't have to listen to just me talk about travel. I actually have another person and a beautiful person here to discuss it with me. Salisha, thank you. Am I, am I pronouncing your name right? That is correct. Yes. Okay, great. Salisha, thank you so much for joining me. Please, please introduce yourself. My pleasure. So my name is Salisha Shears. I am a New York City educator, a special education itinerant teacher and early oh, wow. provider. My mama was a teacher. Yes. I'm sorry. My mama was a teacher. So I have a special oh, place in my heart for teachers. And nice. my boyfriend's mom is special ed. And uh, my grandmother was special ed Paris. They were both yeah. special ed Paris. Look at that. Yeah. So that is my field. I am also uh, the author of the children's book, Remy Takes Flight. And um, I co-own with my daughter, Remy, um, a brand uh, that's an extension of the book. Uh, and it's called Remy Rain Collection. Okay. So to start with, where where did that inspiration come from? What is Remy Takes Flight about? What is the Remy Rain Collection? Um, please share that with us. So uh, Remy Takes Flight was inspired uh, pretty much by Remy and our travels. And so Remy is your daughter? Remy is my daughter, yes. Okay. And she is now six. Um, at the time, she was about three or four when the book was released mm -hmm. and I was sitting on the beach in Grenada uh, one summer and just watching her play so freely on the beach and she was so curious about you know different things going on I was like wow this is interesting you know how much she's picking up and it's mm -hmm. not even in a classroom setting right. so all of the hands-on experiences she was just you know absorbing it all and I started to write and I said wait a minute it would be like really cool if I had a book that kind of journaled our experiences up until now. So Remy Takes Flight is, you know, about our journey through the airport and, and all of the community helpers that we had to see along the way. So uh, we talk about, you know, flight attendants, pilots and, and checking in and why we need to check in and the security process. So it details all of those uh, little things that we may take for granted, but mm -hmm. a young learner is very curious about and it answers some of those questions for them. I actually really enjoy that. I don't know why I didn't know that before, but I'm like, damn, that's a good point. I know why we do it. And what? children are always going to ask, well, why, why, why? But right. even if they don't ask, I think a lot of times as adults, we take for granted not really checking in with kids and, you know, questioning, well, what is it that you're noticing? Or what, right. if anything, do you want to ask me? And I wonder if, you know, we would really pay more, not pay more attention because we pay attention to children. I think a lot of times me, I don't have any kids. Right. So in my experience of, you know, I used to, um, I actually used to teach dance classes. I've worked with kids for a really, really long time. But my experience with kids is always the, you good, you need something, you all right. And right. then, you know, basic conversation. Okay. But a lot, I don't think that I, as the auntie, check in enough with my you know friends children and the kids in my life and ask them well what are you picking up on or what is it just to see 
where their head is at. So it makes sure it's kind of like, oh, baby, that's completely wrong. This isn't going, this isn't how this works. Let's give you a little more guidance. You don't have to worry about that. So what um, has Remy's interaction with the story been? What is her um, input as the mini business owner? Um, Well, once again, the book was inspired by her. So it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I wrote, I'm the author of the book, but Mm -hmm. it's really through her eyes, if you will. So she's excited about the book. And again, it answered like so many questions that she had. Well, who is this person? Why do we have to put our bags in this machine? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, why, what makes the airplane go in the air? And how come some airplanes are big and some airplanes are small? Oh, can we count when we walk through the terminal? You know, mm-hmm. and of course she didn't call the terminal, but you know, she's like, can we count? Oh, there are numbers. So she's excited to see that there's a book with a character that looks like her. And um, also that all of those questions that she had is being mm-hmm. answered. And now we can teach it to other children. She especially loves when we do author visits together. So she's- Oh, she goes with you. Yes. If she is off from school and she's Mm -hmm. not in any of her extracurricular activities, she's definitely right along with me for the ride um, because I want her to see what I do and my interaction Mm -hmm. with other children and so that she sees what it is beyond, you know, being a student in the classroom where her teacher is the teacher. So I think it's, you know, cool to show her like the business side of things as well. And I think it also is nice for her to be able to see you as not just mommy, to be able to see this is what mommy does. Like, this is what her work looks like. My mom was actually my teacher. So it was just like, oh, so this is what you do all day. I hated it as a kid in school. It was like not fun at all, but I absolutely knew exactly what my mom did. Whereas I'd have a ton of friends who were just like, oh, what does your mom do? I even know as an adult, when my mom uh, left teaching mm-hmm. and she started working um, elsewhere and it was just like, oh, well, what does your mom do? I'm like, bro, I don't know. <laughs> she, do, she, she does something. She, I mean, she got a check. So, you know, she ain't going me. So, I mean, she does something, but I don't know. And that's as an adult. So imagine like a kid. So I think it's a really nice thing that you bring her with you when possible, yeah. just so she can get a feel for that. So yeah. what type of interactions or settings do you do the author readings um, at the visits? Um, it's usually in school settings. Okay. This summer I did, you know, an outdoor reading for the Boys okay. and Club and their after school programs. They're usually in the libraries, the auditorium. Mm-hmm. And again, if you know you have a, an outdoor setting where you have a small group of up to 30 children, um, you know, whatever works for you. I usually request in the library or a classroom setting only because I do an extension activity after. And with that extension activity, you know, if they can have access to, you know, sitting at the table and having access to, you know, crayons and pencils and whatever supplies they may need. But again, I also did one over the summer where it was outdoors and they just made sure that the students had everything Mm -hmm. that they need. So it's not just limited to schools. Like I said, it could be an after school program. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be something like the Boys and Girls Club or the Girl Scouts of America, Uh, anything, you know, in in those areas. With kids that have space and access to sit and listen. Exactly. exactly. So the book and the brand was inspired by your early travels. You said she was about what, four, three or four when you wrote the book? 
Yes. Well, when I wrote the book, yeah, mm-hmm. she, it was more like two, three, and I sat on it for a while because you oh, know, okay. get fear. Yeah. Like, oh, what do I do? Like, am I doing mm-hmm. my thing? Like, which way do I go with this? Um, and I let fear <laughs> take over for a little bit, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, dang it, like, what are, you, what are you doing? This, this could be a good thing. Just like release it. The worst things are going to happen is that people right. may not buy it, but then you'll have people that will. Just right. So, um, yes, she was about two, three when I wrote it. And when mm-hmm. it was released, she was about three to four years old. Okay. Yeah. So she's an habit traveler at a young age. Yeah. What inspired you as the parent to want to bring a young child in your travels? Because I personally am. And then what kind of traveler are you? So when I travel, I, I don't think I'm necessarily say an adventure traveler, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. but I don't like just show up and lay on the beach. I do excursions. I want to do zip lining. I want to do swimming with the sea lions. I want to do, um, snorkeling with, what are they? Mantas, which we didn't get to see any, but you know, I like to be out and about and, okay. you know, immerse myself as much as possible into some type of activity that I can't necessarily do while I'm back home. Right. That being said, how do you navigate? Well, what kind of traveler are you? And then how do you navigate having your child with you when you do your traveling? Well, um, to go back to the initial question, um, mm-hmm. we, have rem- well, she started when she was about five months. And okay. my husband and I, our thing was, well, first of all, we didn't really have anyone that we would just leave her with for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And as new parents, we were kind of like, uh, we don't want to leave her. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, she's going <laughs> everywhere with us. And if it goes mm-hmm. down, we're all going down. We're going to be together. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, we, we truly do. And we figured like, if we're going to have these experiences, even though she was five months during her first flight, like we don't care if, um, she doesn't remember it now, but we'll have the photos and we'll revisit it again later on in life, you know, okay. for her to have those experiences. Now, as far as the type of travelers that we are, we also love to be, um, up, up and about, and we like to do excursions and we love to, you know, uh, when we went to Costa Rica, we did the sloth sanctuary because oh, cool. she loves animals. So mm-hmm. it was like a great learning experience for her. And we allow her to pick some of the activities as well okay. um, so that, you know, she is remembering those things and she is making connections to it. If she happens to uh, experience it at school and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're just getting ourselves involved and and Mm -hmm. first in the culture and and everything else that's happening so that we're also learning from the experience. So how is that, I guess, making it um, child-friendly? What kind of, what, how did you navigate that making your travels like kid-friendly? Cause I'm in one, on one hand, I'm thinking, all right, well, you live your regular life at home with a kid. So like how difficult would it be to just do the same thing while you're traveling, I think I'm kind of just stuck in like single solo person that just goes about things. Was it a, um, not a large, was it a difficult transition? Did you have to like plan 
things out more? Like, how did you make it so that you were able to enjoy your travels while still, you know, safely and in, you know, parenting and being, I don't know, I guess it's coming from a person that doesn't have kids. Like, it just seems like such a burden, not a burden, like your kid is a burden, but in my mind, I'm like, is this going to be safe? Is this like appropriate for a kid? Is like, it says it's an easy hike. Is it an easy, easy hike? Or is it like, an experienced easy hiker, you know, like, I feel like I'm going to over worry it, but I don't know. Yeah. And in the beginning you do, but as you get the hang of it, you're like, Oh, okay. It's really not that serious, you know? Okay. Um, and, and yes, those are things to be concerned about because as a parent, you want to protect your child. You want to protect your family and make sure that what you're doing, you're not going to do something that's going to have you regret it later on. Right. So yes, you know, reading reviews, doing research is definitely something that we do. Yes, there are activities that we would like to get into and we decide, oh, maybe we'll do that another time. And um, there are times where we brought my mom along, where if there's something that we would like to do, we'll do it together. But then, you know, she and my mom would be like hanging out at the pool or something like mm-hmm. that. So um, that helps as well. But yes, there's definitely some research involved. And again, we take into consideration the things that she likes, the things she enjoys, and also the experiences that we feel like we can both learn from, not just her as, you know, mm-hmm. a little, but uh, us as adults as well. Right. Like this summer, we went to Colombia and we went paragliding. She did it too. You oh, know, nice. people were like, oh, you let your kid go back. Yeah, we did. And right. Fast, you know? We climbed 740 steps, uh, the, the, the rock in Watape. And yeah, she climbed 740 stairs. So a lot of times I feel like we're like, oh my goodness, is this something appropriate for kids? And I think we worry about it. They're more adventurous than we yeah. are. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's just a fun thing to do. So yes, we do research and we do um, take into consideration, you know, things that she would enjoy as well. Okay. So when you say adventurous, that kind of made me think back on, I know when I was younger, my mom was very, I am here. So you are here. Right. Like you stay attached to the hip. There is no running off and exploring. There is no venturing where I can't see. Not even, like the most she would let me do was if we were standing, I remember there was this place in uh Rochdale I, I was one of those kids that used to organize the candy like wow. while my mom is waiting online to check out I'm over here all right so peanut M&Ms clearly do not go with chocolate M&Ms these people are so dumb so now I'm moving all the M&Ms I'm arranging the starboard the starburst purple with the purples and the yellows with the yellows and that was me so I'm right here in front of her she can see me the right. I, the notion of I'm just going to run here or I'm going to go do this or just freely roaming was not it wasn't a consideration Mm -hmm. and I get it especially as a black parent my mother had to make sure that she kept me safe and unfortunately in a world where uh black and brown kids just aren't able to um or I would say black and brown parents don't necessarily feel as comfortable letting their children express their curiosity and, you know, giving them that space to explore because of safety, also because of the way the rest of the world is going to possibly perceive them as a threat or as, you know, a little person that's just here to cause havoc and they're just being six, you know? So how do you navigate allowing Remy to explore 
and to be curious while also, you know, keeping her safe, whether it be home or while you're traveling. Right. I mean, to be honest with you, we're very similar to your mom in the sense that um, it's like, okay, you can play, but I need to be able to mm-hmm. see, cannot run, you know, far. So I am guilty of that as well. And even when we're home and we're walking down the block, it's like, oh no, you do not yeah. walk X amount of feet ahead of me. If I cannot grab you, I'm yeah, too sorry. far. Right. So again, you know, we get her into activities that she can play with, but we are always very close by. Mm-hmm. So she's exploring, but you know, within yeah. our our eye view. And it's funny because <laughs> as um I, I don't know if it's just me or if anyone else can relate but I see myself turning into my parents like more and more and it's it's been happening my trust me I've been responsible for some time now but while I'm driving to work I'll look and be like this bitch is nuts why is the child so far from her what is she doing or why are they letting the baby ride the bike across the street get off the bike and walk the bikes across the street like this is Brooklyn like we don't do this here you're a transplant you're not from here this is not how you why is the the three-year-old on the little scooter bobbing with the little helmet and you're on your bike behind it you know what I mean like little things where it's just like how is this like Okay. And I don't mean, I don't want to judge other people's parenting. Cause I get that maybe not everybody, you know, worries right. as much as I do, but I just, and I also don't want to, you know, make it seem like there's always something lurking to go wrong around the corner, but things go wrong. And I don't know. It's just one of those things where it, I think it's how you were brought up too, because I, you know, I was brought up that way. Like you don't go mm-hmm. too far. I'm from a small island where everyone knew everyone. And you know, where I, I lived in a building when we moved to this country and my mom was like, you better not leave that porch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, those steps in the front of the building. So, um, you know, and I, and I just naturally, I, I, I just have that. And then you can't help, but like be cautious because of all the crap that you see on the news. Right. So you're like, oh no, I'm going to protect my cub, you know? And yes, mm-hmm. there are people that are a bit more free. Maybe it was how they were brought up and, you know, maybe they're a bit more at ease with the world that we live in. But yeah, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm that mama bear that's kind of like, yeah, no, don't go too far. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So future kids, hey, yeah. stay close. Yeah, close. So in the midst of exploration and new experiences, do you think that there is an age where it starts to click for them? Or because I know that you had Remy traveling with you guys as you, when she was very young. And I think in my potential future experience, I don't want to miss out on a trip just because I have a child. So I absolutely see myself bringing my kid with me. But do you like when do they start to remember stuff when is it something when do you spend time kind of curating stuff for them to do in um because I know you said that you like to do things so that she's learning and you're learning but is there a difference in um how you kind of navigate so that she has memories or so that you know what I mean because I feel like I don't remember anything from 
right. five. There may be four. There are a couple of memories, but I can't think of any of the trips or, you know, major kind of, oh, this was fun. Well, I don't, you know, I don't retain it. So I see how people might think that, oh, it's a waste of money to right. bring a child that young, you yeah. know? And then also, uh, has she always been a good flyer or is that something that she had to kind of get her, what do you call them? Like, I don't know, not sea legs, but like air wings, I guess. Um, well, she has, from our first flight to now, she's been great. I have no complaints as far as I was concerned. So we're like pretty fortunate. And um, as far as memories are concerned, I, there are flights that we've taken with her, experiences that we've had with her. And she's like, oh, out of the blue, she'll be like, do you remember when? And I'm like, dude, you were like two. Are you serious? Right. So she may not remember everything, but there are mm-hmm. some things that she remembers that I think having uh, pictures help as well too. Okay. But I would say the experience that I feel like she was able to retain the most from she started to be about four when we were like, okay, we need to plan things with her in mind and, okay. you know, take the things that she uh, likes and, and kind of build our experiences around that. But yes, there are times where she's like, oh yeah, do you remember when we did, I don't know, whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, do you remember when we planted a garden? And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that mango tree. We right. Planted you remember that so yeah um I think it depends on the child as well because every Mm -hmm. child is different and every child learns differently but for us I found that Remy was about four when I was like all right we have to like keep her busy with things that she enjoys um but she does remember experiences before that okay okay so the memory thing what about the pictures are one thing, right? But what about certain, I don't want to say trinkets, but what do you call it? Souvenirs. Okay. What types of souvenirs or, um, cause I also know people that, app, um, not tapestries, but art, different types of art. People will ship themselves that back home. People will make sure that they order like custom outfits. And yeah. Yeah. a lot of people are very intentional about the things that they purchase while they're abroad, whether or not they are for themselves, for family members and friends. What types of things have you guys, you know, made any efforts to make sure that you do or purchase or immerse yourselves in while you travel? And then as like the traveling auntie, what are some things that I could get outside of a t-shirt or a magnet for the kids in my life back home that I want to kind of instill a kind of like plant the little seed of travel? Like, oh, my Auntie Dana went here and oh, this is that. What uh, what has your experience been with the items? And then like, what would you suggest? Um, our favorite, our favorite uh, souvenir to get for Remy and even if she wants to get something for a friend um, is a book Mm. written by an author uh, from that particular place. So she has children's books from not every single place that we've been to. And this is something that we recently started doing because she's like so into reading and then learning about different cultures that we were like, wow, it'd be really cool if wherever we go, you can pick up a children's book from that country. So that's one thing. Another thing is like puzzles. One of her mm. godparents, um, when she was much younger, went to Africa and came back with 
these beautiful puzzles. And of course she couldn't do it then, but they're puzzles that we're working on now. And you know, with like puzzles, it's like great for fine motor skills, critical thinking skills. So beyond it being just like a souvenir, it serves more than one purpose, you know? So mm -hmm. those are gifts that I think are like pretty cool. And of course, if you know, there's any type of apparel, like you said, you know, certain things are like handmade where you can have, like yeah. a, you know, a, a, an outfit handmade and you ship it back. I think that's cool, too, because her grandfather is from Nigeria and she okay. has certain pieces. And when she wears it, she knows like, oh, this is from Nigeria, you know. So um, I would say those are like our top three souvenirs to bring back. OK, so that has me thinking of, I remember I was, I want to say Tel Aviv. Mm. And I was, the next stop for me was Kentucky. <laughs> My best friend lives in Kentucky. And so I was going to go um, see her for her graduation. Mm -hmm. And I was buying her daughter a gift mm -hmm. and I ended up getting her Mancala. That's one of my favorite board games to play. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think she'd ever played. And so it was like a very particular um, fond memory of mine, like teaching her how to play right. the game, especially considering I purchased it for her out like out of the country, like overseas. So it's like, yeah, I just bought this back from Israel. You know where Israel is? All right, well, this. And so, but then actively being able to, right. you know, engage with her with it. And now every time she cracks it open, if she remembers, she's 11. I don't even think she cares at this point. But, you know, if you are able to create a memory around them, if you're fortunate enough to be able to, um, you know, be with them, because, you know, I'm not always there. And mm -hmm. I have a goddaughter in North Carolina that I don't get to see. So it's like, I'd like to be able to, you know, physically be able to make those memories. But Absolutely. outside of that, I think things that they can um, engage with frequently, at least in my head, are kind of like, okay, this is going to at least trigger the, if not, this person gave it to me, mm -hmm. or, oh, this isn't from here. And wow. now I'm thinking about someplace else. That's right. Absolutely. It definitely gets those wheels turning, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's when they start asking questions and getting curious about. And so, yeah, I, I, that, that's actually a great gift as well. And also, you know what? Mm -hmm. Dolls, like if it's for a little girl, Ooh. of course, I'm not big on giving toys, but again, if it's like a doll that represents a specific culture, I think right. that that's something that's like really cool for my daughter to have like she loves um stuffies like stuffed animals so okay. another thing she loves to collect is stuffed animals so like when we went to Costa Rica she has like a little sloth and you know so we, right right so that's also another thing um and yes a game is also a really good idea because you can sit and you can engage and you can interact and you can have that moment that's that's mm -hmm. actually a really great idea Yes. <laughs> so what type what type of uh, conversation do you suggest around like age appropriate conversation around travel? Because I know for a long time for me, I didn't leave the country till I was 30 okay. because I always thought that travel was one of those things that you do either like when you retire or when you have like your big job and you have your big check and your salary and like you, your life is settled, like you fully stepped out of your baby cocoon into adulthood and there are things that need to be in place before you can travel and then 
surprise, grew up. Thanks, internet. Um, travel is so much more than that. What type of age-appropriate conversation do you suggest that we can have with the kids in our lives, whether they be our own kids or just babies that we love, that we can kind of engage them with so that they kind of get that seed planted, even if we aren't able to bring them with us or you know, to prepare them if we do decide to travel with them? Again, I think like books are really, really important. And even like a show like Dora the Explorer, like mm. Remy, you know, like, okay, so where, where is Dora? Where is Dora from? Um, I think those things also get kids thinking. And as an adult, we can help them to go a little bit deeper with that thought process. And again, books has been like our go-to for Remy. If we're learning and her globe, she has okay. a globe. So we'll, you know, look at the globe, we'll talk about different countries, we'll talk about the continents, um, we will discuss places that we've been to, we'll put a little sticker on the globe, like, oh, we've been to, you know, uh, Costa Rica, we've been to Colombia, we've been to Spain, let's find it on the globe, like, just make it fun okay. and exciting, you know, so that um, they understand, like, oh, wow, so you know, when you travel, it's not just about getting on a plane, but it's right. getting on a plane, going somewhere different. They may speak a different language here. The people may look a little bit different from me. They may eat different foods. So books, I think, are like a really great way to introduce mm -hmm. kids to the world of travel. How do you generally answer the scary questions? Like I know um, kids pay attention a lot more to the news than I would say, I mean, than we think they do. I think kids pay attention to a lot more than yeah. adults give them yeah. credit for. Yeah. How do you kind of navigate some of the things, um, even if she's traveling and encounters like a new experience, how do you kind of, I don't want to say squash the fear, but how do you I guess, navigate away from fear and more into, you know, trusting that you're going to keep her safe or that, you know, she's able to keep herself safe in some situations, like whether it be a question about a distant land, whether or not it was, because consider, you said she's about six now, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, well, not about six, well, you know how old you can <laughs> But I don't know if the six-year-old is asking about what's going on in, Afghan in Afghanistan, right. but like right. if you've got like a 12-year-old or an 11-year-old for whatever, because of course, age appropriate, you don't have to break down, you know, the issues between Palestinians and, um, and Jews to a four-year-old the way you would right. do to a 12-year-old, right. you know, right. yep. that of, be smart, y'all, like, right. but- Age appropriately, how do you broach the questions where she may be expressing a little bit of a reservation about someplace or a different type of person or, you know, people or places or experiences that she's hearing about in on the news or from classmates and stuff? Um, you know, of course, fortunately, she's not at that stage where she's like, right. I don't want to go here. I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. Or, But we try to be very open with her about things um but of course keeping it age appropriate as well right. we may not give as many details and we make we, not may we keep it six-year-old right and um also just having her understand what are some things you can do to keep yourself safe so if we happen to be somewhere and you separate from us 
Like, what should you do? What number do you call if you're in trouble? Whatever country we go to, we make sure that we tell mm-hmm. her, like, okay, this is the number. You know, it's 911 at home, but this is what it is here. So that's like one of the first things that we do with her. So it's really just like keeping an open line of communication and, um, you know, help to help put some of those things at ease if it ever does arise. And I okay. would say the same for like older children as well, you know, just being open and upfront and um, helping them get to a better level of understanding with whatever it is mm-hmm. um, that they may have concerns about. Okay. So kind of just take a step backwards when, and this is like, I guess you could say, I don't want to say market research, but like personal research for myself. How did you guys shift to being traveling parents? From don't, Curleen, Donald, chill. We're not there yet, so we're clear. But how did you guys navigate into being traveling parents? Like, what kind of things did you guys have to change so that you felt comfortable, or it maybe not change, or maybe start to do more of, or do less of, or um, a mix of a mash of things? I don't know. So I'm asking, like, how did you guys get into being comfortable as new parents traveling? Hmm. interesting enough being parents actually made us want to explore more because we Mm. were those travelers that just wanted to go and sit on the beach and sing and maybe you know dine here or dine there and just sit on the resort we are far more intentional about what we do um when we travel now because we (laughs) what explore where no we just want to get chance get out of here um so yes we are far more believe it or not, far more intentional about our travel plans now. And again, like paragliding, like I would have never even thought to do that. And she's like, yeah, I want to do it. So I'm like, and her dad's like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm down. And her dad's like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. She's 36. And, and I'm like, look, let's, let's go for it. Let's, they let's- got a jacket small enough. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, she's, you know, strapped in, like, let's go for it. So yes, we are a bit more uh, adventurous now compared to then. And I know sometimes it's the opposite, but nope, not for us. Okay. And you said the magic word for me, because I am a big, big believer in intentional travel. And I really think that for me, the, the click I don't think it ever really was a click. I think that it kind of just naturally intensified the more that I traveled because the first trip was not a trip from hell, but like I had to really figure out a lot, like 10 toes down. Like I, it was a complete change of plans. I was supposed to be in Martinique and I ended up in Bermuda in January. So while it was nice, it was like, 71 degrees was as hot as it got and all I had was bikinis and tank tops and shorts so mm, and there were like everything was there what do you call it the um the dead season there was really nothing going on so all of like the boat rides and all of the um what do you call this not scuba diving um jet skiing and all of those things that I was expecting to do on the water wasn't the case so I had to just kind of all right well figure it out. That being said, with so many different options and different opportunities, 
I think that when you go into it, knowing that you want to intentionally take those opportunities, knowing that you want to be open to, well, what could this possibly be? Like, even though I've got this planned, or even though I have this on the itinerary, I'm in control. Like I'm the adult, like I get to do something else. As long as I check in with myself and I ask, what is it that I need more of now? What is it that I need less of? Where, what space am I currently in so that I can return with, you know, a better version of myself? Like I absolutely, absolutely believe that travel is so much more than vacation and being intentional really allows you to pull as much from all of those experiences. And I, I know 100% that I am not the same version of myself now that I would have been had I not traveled. And it's not to say that that other version of me would have been a shit version. It's just not, it's not me. And I like the me that I am now. And I know that travel absolutely had something to do with that. Absolutely. No, I, I agree with you. And I, you know, my experience is very similar. You know, you find that you're so much more free and, you know, again, you find yourself, trying things and doing things uh, that you may not have normally done. And again, Mm -hmm. being a bit more intentional about it, where it's like, oh, wow, travel is more than sitting at the beach and getting a tan, you know? So I agree. And I think also you realize how capable you are. It's one thing to navigate things back home because you're used to it. You know what I mean? You know how to navigate the block. You know how to navigate work. You know how to navigate family and friends and all that jazz. And there's one variation of strangers that are like strangers that you know, like strangers that are in your spaces that you're used to. But then it's like strangers that, oh, I don't even speak the same language. We don't even have the same cultural norms. Once you're able to like comfortably navigate and by comfortably I mean knowing that you'll be fine right because it's always a new experience it's always something that's kind of like oh I don't know we'll see let's give it a try but once you kind of have had that experience knowing that oh I can do hard things I can do lots of different hard things I can do hard things in different languages at this point once you've kind of had that it kind of for me in my experience Mm -hmm. it has allowed me to take a breath and try to tackle things in regular life with a little bit more assertion and a little bit more ease knowing that, all right, well, I made it back home from X situation or from, you know, whatever environment that I was a little questionable or like super afraid of at the time. And this will be like, cake, not cake, but I lie to myself and say stuff like that. No, this will be easy. This will be fine. Right. No, it's true. So where can we find more of Remy Takes Flight? Where can we find more about your books and about what other kind of, um, I know you have merch related to. I do. Um, If you don't mind, can I like show you some of samples? Of course. Okay. So because Christmas is coming. And so, and now mind you, even if it won't make it, because we get in close to Christmas, Mm -hmm. even if it won't make it in time for Christmas, I like to think of, Y'all going to get gift cards. Your baby's going to get money. Like you're going to get money. God willing. Good luck, y'all for some kind of gift. And these are also things that you can purchase with that Christmas money. So please with the samples. Absolutely. So this is the book, Remy Takes Flight. So this is the cover of a book. This is 
little Miss Remy, and you guys will get to meet her shortly because she eagerly wants to say hi. Oh, yay! And, um, you know, we have sweaters, and this sweater says Ready, Step, Adventure. So, you know, when you're on that airplane ride and you're going from New York to uh, Jamaica and you need a little sweater, that's, you know, what these are all about. And when the airplane gets a little chilly. Also, we have these adorable fanny packs. And that's the character, Remy, from the Mm -hmm. book. And um, what I love about these fanny packs is that it it allows a child to keep uh, their puzzles and their little toys and their pens, their pencils, their crayons. It's around their waist, but their hands are still free so they can hold on to mom and dad and be safe. You know, we Mm -hmm. talked about, you know, staying within, like, oh, no, you just stay nearby. Uh (laughs) Um, And, you know, you can still hold your child's hand while pulling your case or whatever it may be. And we have uh, carry-on backpacks. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is a backpack with the character. And we have uh, different designs. That's just okay. one of them. And uh, it has her. And of course, because the character is a Black character, it doesn't mean that the book is only for Black children. You know, right. I read books with little white kids on them oh, and oh, was fine. Exactly. So exactly almost every everybody that I own, <laughs> no one looks like me exactly um, and, you know that's why I'm excited you know Remy has a character that looks like her um and also oh puzzles so oh yeah the puzzles on the airplane yes when we are on the plane this is really cool it comes in a little baggie you can stuff it in a pouch and um you know you can do your puzzle when you get tired of watching the ipad they can go at it with their puzzle and again have everything they need we have travel blankets t-shirts of course water bottles because when you go to mm-hmm. certain countries now you are not allowed to bring in uh plastic bottles oh to wow certain parks so you need a reusable water bottle so we also offer those as well and author visit we, Remy and I, and I usually do it on my own, but I mm-hmm. usually encourage parents. I encourage teachers and, um, of course, principals to not only have a book on the bookshelf in your classroom, but right. to give your children the experience of being able to meet that author and have that a author black author, right. a black exactly. woman author exactly and you have them come in and read that book to your students and also do an extension activities where they can ask questions they can take pictures Mm -hmm. and again you know the holidays yes it's all great about giving the material things the fanny packs right or whatever you decide to give your child but for me it's all about the experience in addition to these amazing things gift your child a passport if they don't have a passport Give your child, if you're, if you can't fly, go to the Statue of Liberty. And I'm saying the Statue of Liberty because we live in New York, but give them experiences of Mm -hmm. a lifetime, things that they would remember, things that they could take with them, you know, things they can ask questions about, things that they can learn from. So um, I know that's not part of the question you asked me, but that that applies. um, to you know the point i'm trying to make is just it's, it's beyond just the material things remy rain literature remy takes flight and remy rain mm-hmm. collection is not just about the apparel it's not just the book but it's right. about an experience we uh have an instagram page it's mm-hmm. at remy takes flight r-e-m-y 
T-A-K-E-S-F-L-I-G-H-T. And you can follow our journeys. You can see where we are. Um, we give you tips here and there. You can also, you know, see little tips about uh, what I do as a CA provider mm -hmm. and also as an uh, ABA provider. So if there are any parents who have questions about that, like I'm open to have those conversations with you. And, and what's uh, that? Uh, I'm sorry. What's that? Like a ABA provider? Oh, applied behavior analysis. So okay. uh, it's usually children who are on the autism spectrum. spectrum. Okay. Um, right. So it's a, a scientifically uh, proven uh, technique that is used to try to get students on, um, you know, performing at their okay. age, age appropriate. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Copy, copy. Um, so yeah, if anyone ever has questions about that, they can reach out to me. I'm more than happy to answer. Again, our adventures are at Remy Takes Flight. The apparel is at www.remy, R-E-M-Y, rain, R-E-I-N-E, collection.com. So it's remyraincollection.com. That'll of course be in the description, guys. <laughs> I know that's like make it easy. <laughs> I know she asked one question and I went in. No, I love further answers because I too am a you know, I could never be like on nobody's witness stand because you know they say answer the question and ask, but you're missing the point. Like the question you asked did not answer the you don't know what you need to know. And I'm here to tell you what you need to know. So no, that was perfectly fine. And we were mentioning a uh, passport and that got me to thinking, if you can't fly, like you know, like you'd mentioned, make a local passport. Like if right. you don't know no better, like make a New York passport. Or if you're going to Georgia, make a Georgia passport. So every time they visit someplace, you could buy a little notebook if you want to. And you could like have them doodle something or you can give them, you know, um, a little sticker or you can make it kind of arts and crafts see i'm a diy kind of girl so i think that would be fun it, no, I mean, it, it, it would be fun i'll tell you remy just had this uh little fair at her school where they did like a multicultural fair okay and um it was all the countries in south america and they gave them little passports and they at each little station and learn something about one of those countries and when they uh you know, listen to whoever was there and um, did a little activity, they were able to earn a stamp. via. That is so her. cute. So that's actually a really great idea. Yes. Look at me with ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so is Remy there? We get to say hi. Yes, Remy, where are you? Come say hi. She's already in her jammies. So <laughs> our Hello, little traveler. It's hi. so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I'm so proud of how brave you are traveling. You know, a lot of people are scared to travel. No. Because <laughs> you're not. You're extra brave. Very proud of you. Thank Is there you. anything you want to tell other kids about traveling? I want to tell them you can learn a lot by traveling because traveling is very good. Do you have a favorite memory from your travels? I remember when I was four and I went to Grenada. Oh, is that your favorite place? Yeah. So now I have to go see your favorite place. I would love to visit Grenada and tell you about it. Thank you for visiting us. Thank you. I'm going, you have to come visit me. 
All right. We definitely will. Grenada. I'm going to get to Grenada. Is there a food that you know from Grenada that I should try? Um, you could try the cucumbers. <laughs> oh, I like cucumbers. So my my dad, oh, on our property, he, you know, we plant our own food. Um, so we eat whatever we plant, we eat from. Mm-hmm. So her thing is cucumbers is not necessarily a Grenadian dish, but, you know. <laughs> But I'll try them from Grenada because that's one thing that I learned is that American fruits are not the same as fruits and vegetables everywhere else. I was very surprised by quite a few. Yeah. All right. Say nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much for being here with us. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Now I'm going to think of every time I think of cucumbers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Salisha, thank you so much for being here with me. I really appreciate you speaking with the audience. And I will definitely have all the links in the description box so that you can purchase merch and books. And I will also be giving away a $50 gift card so that you guys can shop with Remy Rain. And that if you didn't get any Christmas goods, I got you covered. So I will have the link for that in the description box as well so that you can sign up. It's basically just join the mailing list and you get a chance to uh, win a $50 gift card. That is going to end as of January 1st. So you've got through the, you know what? Am I going to remember? What's today? Today's the fifth, at at recording time, this is the 15th. Do I have a calendar here? I do. So let's say... January okay Martin Luther King weekend so January um 17th that's the uh the end that Monday so you have until January 17th to sign up so that you can win a $50 gift card give you a little bit of time we get a little bit of you know promotion in there and um guys check out the site the Instagram. You guys take beautiful pictures. You guys are a beautiful family. Thank you for sharing um, that with us because I know that as a person that would like to be a traveling parent, it is reassuring to see parents actually travel with their families and with their kids. A lot of times you don't necessarily um, think of what you, it's like, what do you, what you don't know that you don't know? And you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And it's one of those, like the uh, young man that just drew um, a black baby in a fetal black baby. And it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, I have never seen a black baby in utero. And while it doesn't strike me as a foreign idea that people might travel with their kid, it's reassuring to see that people are able to still have a good time that yeah, your kid is fine home. you know what I mean like you're you're going to be fine so thank yeah. you for and kids um, doesn't mean you don't get to travel anymore you know it's the reason why you should <laughs> so. again thank you so much it's been a great conversation to have with you I really appreciate it it was a pleasure thank you for having us all right guys have a good one okay. bye y'all <laughs>